everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio. And today we are joined by Luna, because she is right next to me, looking for affection. This is my third attempted start of this. Um, but I've had some flubs, the audio hasn't been good, and this whole time Luna's just been here like, Papa, I want squitches. Give me love. Give me defection. I am perfection. You need love. And she deserves it, because she is perfection. <laughs> Um, anyways, so we are here for our final episode of 2022. I can't believe we've gotten through this year. Um, it, the first half felt like it was connected to the last three or four years, which quite honestly felt like a, uh, felt like a decade in and of themselves. Uh, and then the last... Six months have just been slingshotting and we've been rocketing in the other direction. Um, and I'll be upfront with you guys. This wasn't the planned uh, 2022 finale. I had actually recorded a watch along uh, yesterday, but um, I've been transparent with my um, with some of my uh, my mental health uh, struggles or experiences, I'll say. Um so y'all know I have an anxiety disorder. Um, well, towards the back half of that episode, I didn't realize that while recording it, I was starting to have a, a, a mini panic attack. So the energy in the episode shifted. It just kind of abruptly ended because I hadn't fully realized it, but my mind was basically like, yo, abort, abort. Um, so it just kind of abruptly ends. And to be honest, uh, I did listen back to the episode because I was like, is this salvageable? And I just wasn't satisfied with it. And yeah, you can do episodes a little bit more off the cuff, um, but I don't want the watch-alongs to be that because those are sometimes difficult enough to be enjoyable for others, period, because you might not be watching it. <laughs> so you're just listening to off-the-cuff reactions. So if it's if it's not... If it's not good, I just don't want to put it out. And it could have been fine, but I just didn't, I wasn't satisfied with it. So instead, we're pivoting uh, to this episode, which it might be the first in a new series. We'll see, uh, just because it's an on, it, it can be an ongoing conversation. Uh, but as, as previewed by the title of the episode, we are looking at fan service done right. And specifically, through that lens, we're looking at 2013's The Night of the Doctor, which was a eight-minute special uh, put on by the BBC um, that they announced one hour before it dropped. Um, and it was during the the week where it was a huge love-on fest of Doctor Who because it was the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. Um, so to give that context... Uh, at that time, because Doctor Who is, of course, still going on, uh, Matt Smith was the current Doctor, at the time the 11th Doctor. Um, the episode prior to the 50th anniversary, the day of the Doctor, uh, had established at within the last uh, two to three minutes that there was a previously unknown incarnation of the Doctor, played by uh, the late, great John Hurt. Um, and it was, uh, he became eventually known as the War Doctor. Um, so that episode, uh, 
named, uh, it was called The Name of the Doctor. Um, it set up this previously unknown incarnation that now we're going to learn about in the 50th anniversary. And the 50th anniversary episode, it was a fantastic piece of of television, of entertainment, of, I'd say, if you want to do an anniversary celebration, um, this is something you model after, uh, especially if it's going to be more drama heavy. Um, this is, the Day of the Doctor is a great model for how you can pull off fan service, but do it very, very well. Um, and do nods to the franchise without getting bogged down with those nods and, and carrying things forward. It also guest starred the the previous Doctor, David Tennant, um, and always fantastic in the role. Um, so the reason I give that backstory is because fan service is a is a tricky thing. Now, as a fan, of course, yes. I want fan service. Uh, the Marvel movies, when they do the fan service well, it's great. Like Infinity War and Endgame, you could argue, was a smorgasbord of fan service. Uh, Cap holding the hammer, like that moment designed just to get the fans cheering. It's like, yes, we've wanted this forever kind of thing. Um, it When it's done well, it is fantastic. It should be logical to the story or at the very least not detract from it it shouldn't be a thing that's like i'm still gonna enjoy it a weird example i'm gonna give is the expendables 2 which is very different from doctor who and marvel movies and we can discuss its qualities <laughs> um but i think expendables 2 knew what it was uh it was like yeah no we're a 80s overly macho action movie in the early in the late 2000s early 2010s i think i can't quite remember the year it came out but towards the end even though it very much knew what it was it arguably was it was doing the fan service stuff because yeah it's going to get a cheer did it make sense to the plot did it make sense for the story probably not so much to have Bruce Willis and Arnie referencing each other's lines outside of this franchise <laughs> No, not really. Was it fun as heck, though? Yes. Um, and that's the thing. At times you'll get fan service where it's just there to be like, oh, I'm going to distract you with this and the nostalgia and the fun and gaping plots that I've just created. Or ignore how this, this doesn't make any sense why this is here. Um... Night of the Doctor, quite honestly, might be the it to me it's in contention for the best fan service period. I I, I think it's the epitome of fan service done right. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll get into that a little bit. The further thing I'll add though is part of the reason that Night of the Doctor exists is uh to give you guys an idea if you're if you're not a Doctor Who fan, what was going on? Um, so the show existed. From the 60s uh, up to the late 80s, the uh, up until I believe it was 88, 89. And then it was not officially canceled, just put on an indefinite hiatus. Um, during which uh, in 1996, there was a television movie made, co-produced with, uh, I, I, I think it was Fox. I can't quite remember. Um, but it, Fox and the BBC. And it was an idea 
of like, hey, let's relaunch Doctor Who. We'll slightly Americanize it um, to make it more palatable for the states. It will be a continuation from the show. So this will the eighth move the the movie features Paul McGon's eighth Doctor. Um, but we're also going to say he's half human. Uh, Eric Roberts, uh, who you guys know him. He's been in he's been in literally almost everything. Uh, if you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he was the guy who showed up when they were down in Florida. If you watched The Dark Knight, he was the guy who Batman pushed off <laughs> that balcony and broke his ankles. <laughs> like Eric Roberts has shown up in virtually everything he's one of those guys where as soon as you see him you're like oh it's him um he was the master for some reason but it's an american uh a partially american adaptation um and the movie the tv movie did all right but it wasn't the huge success they wanted it to be it didn't springboard the the comeback of the show so then the show kind of went back into dormancy until 2004 when uh, dang it. Why can't I, it, I, I was thinking of his name just earlier, uh, just earlier. And now of course it's, it slipped my mind a doctor who, uh, showrunner, uh, Russell. I just want to get Russell's name, right? Russell T Davies. Um, I think. Sorry. So sorry. This is what you guys are here for. Yeah. Russell T Davies. I was right. Okay. So he brought the show back on BBC in, uh, in 2004 with, uh, Christopher Eccleston as the ninth doctor. Um, Eccleston was my, my first doctor. Um, and I, I, I love that version of the character, but something they brought back was, Hey, we're going to be a continuation of the show, but we're also going to create a clean jumping on point. So a huge factor was you, we got addresses of the time war, uh, where it was like, hey, this is why, for the most part, although increasingly we're going to bring back the Daleks, uh, but this is why the universe or the Hooniverse is is different. Uh, there's no other Time Lords except for the Master. Um, and the Doctor did something big where he basically killed... Killed all the Daleks and all the uh, all the Time Lords because the war was getting out of control. And it was like, yep, I'm going to kill millions, but to save billions, that kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's stuff they had addressed from the show, but never dove into that much. Like, you still had the Doctor dealing with post-traumatic stress over his actions, uh, the guilt, the non-stop guilt, um, references to it. But then... The day of the doctor, uh, which was the uh, the 50th anniversary special, it was going to be about the time war. We were finally going to get a good glimpse of it. We were going to see the action that led to what set up the revival show's storyline events. Um, and they had wanted to bring back Christopher Eccleston's uh Christopher Eccleston's doctor. And I think the, the reported idea was it was going to be like, Hey, he was the one that pulled the trigger that the, the, did this decision, which is why he's so drastically different from the, the other doctors. Um, but Eccleston had a 
really rough time, not with uh, Russell T. Davies, but with the BBC and a number of the production crew and the treat uh what he saw as unfair and horrible treatment of others um so he and he's also an actor who's like when i move on from something i move on from something so he did not come back which then necessitated uh as they're building towards this 50th anniversary um, the creation of the War Doctor. So then it throws off the plans for the 50th anniversary, adds something they have to then add into this uh, penultimate episode before the 50th anniversary. Uh, and it's something that could have thrown them into a bind. But uh, William uh, Moffat, Stephen Moffat, uh, I almost called him William Moffat, uh, Stephen Moffat, the showrunner of Doctor Who at the time, did an amazing pivot. Did it like, even if we didn't get the night of the doctor, it, they still made it work. It, it would have worked, but then he did this fantastic pivot. And we got this high production, eight minute short that dropped. That is pure fan service, but not only does it flow with the story uh, for the day of the doctor, it also answered a question that people thought they would never get. Uh, so to further, and just briefly before I get into night of the doctor proper, uh, just to give an idea, um, doctor who exists in numerous formats. Now the official canon is the television show included up until something in the show contradicts it is what they call the big finish audio productions. And a number of the doctors have continued with those big finish stories. So Paul McGon, who for a while, only physical outing of the doctor was the, the doctor who television movie. Um, but then his doctor really got fleshed out. Yes, in some in some comics, but mostly in the big finish productions where uh, Paul McGon would play the doctor. And he won over so many, so many people similar to uh, to Colin Baker winning over people as the sixth doctor after his series, after his season um, kind of unceremoniously ended. Uh, and then there was a falling out with management and. Eventually, I might do a whole Doctor Who production episode, and there's some amazing behind-the-scenes documentaries that a gentleman does on YouTube. I will link to that playlist in the description, because they're utterly fantastic. Um, so, McGon had won over a lot of people from the Big Finish audio, which is treated as canon, like I said, until something from the show is like, nope. And then they they disregard it. It's similar to the old expanded universe with Star Wars, uh, where it's canon until the show says otherwise, or in Star Wars case, movies say otherwise, uh, because it's always going to be that that's the primary medium that's going to supersede everything else. Um, so McGon had won over a lot of people. But that's in the that's in the universe uh, outside of that casual viewers. Uh, they could if the, or if they don't have access to the big finish library of stuff, the only spot they can could have ever watched him 
up until Night of the Doctor, uh, which I'm going to get to in a second, um, was these was these uh, the big finish books, uh, audios, and they hadn't done the Doctor uh, the eight, eighth's regeneration into nine. So when the series restarted, um, nicknamed New Who. Um, in 2004, we were just starting with Christopher Le- Christopher Eccleston's ninth Doctor. Um, we were just starting with him. We don't know what happened to the eighth Doctor. We didn't see the regeneration. We saw the regeneration of nine into ten, ten into eleven, and on and on we go. But we never saw uh, the regeneration of eight into nine. We find out that during uh the name of the doctor that there's also this previous unknown incarnation so we're like wait what where did this come in um and this is where night of the doctor i think stands stands tall um so not only is it incredibly high uh, high produced it was also a total fan service fest but done so well because it explains how we what happened to eight so not only did they just drop the announcement like, hey, check our check our YouTube, check online and everything. Uh, this is dro- Night of the Doctor is dropping in an hour. Um, then. Like 60 seconds in. Paul McGann is on the screen um, and his introduction is great because he's like, I'm a doctor, but probably not the one you were expecting. Nobody knew this was coming. This was a tightly kept secret. Now, the reason BBC dropped it earlier than planned was they were nervous it was going to leak because there was a number of leaks going on. This was a like Doctor Who. It's lost some of the luster that it had at the time. Uh, It's not as big in around the world as it was at the height of the 50th anniversary, at the height of the uh the 11th doctor's era um but it was st- like still there was a, a smorgasbord of of love for the show and of course there was a lot of speculation the uh dave the doctor was being released on bbc uh simultaneously around the world at the same time and in some theaters uh that's how big of a deal this was and it was a huge success so they uh, bbc was understandably nervous this was going to get leaked they wanted this as a surprise so they dropped it a week or two before they uh, originally planned um they had ju- and there was no hype there was nobody knew this was coming they had kept so tight-lipped on it i'm so glad they did um just because out of nowhere and if you were active on uh, like Doctor Who subreddit or Doctor Who Twitter or whatever at the time, it was just something like, yo, something's coming. We're like, what? <laughs> like all we knew that was coming was the announced stuff and the, the 50th anniversary. And it's just like, nope, something's coming in an hour. A, a special's dropping in an hour. And we're like, what the heck? Um, and then you get out of nowhere, Paul McGon as the doctor we're getting eight again we never thought we'd see the eighth doctor on screen again and this dude is paul mcgann was so good as the doctor in his brief like five minutes on screen and the, the 96 movie is what it is it's it's not that good if you want good eighth doctor stories i'd be like visually 
watch Night of the Doctor. You're going to see right away what we'd be missing. Um, but from what others who have followed the big finish more than I have been able to, he brings a lot of the characterization that they grew the character into from the big finish audios to the screen. They also uh, pay off longtime uh, followers of the big finish stuff when right before he regenerates into the war doctor, he references his companions from the big finish. So night of the doctor, <laughs> pure fan service with Paul McGon, uh, pure fan service with all this referencing to big finish, uh, pure fan service in the sense of we didn't know what was coming and it was something that people wanted. And then he suddenly realized, I didn't know how badly I wanted this. Um, but not only was it great fan service, they did it in a way where it carried the story forward. It was a great setup to it put a bow on the eighth doctor. We didn't know where he was coming from. It then answered when in the timeline this was, because then also it set up, hey, the war doctor was the in-between between eight and nine. Uh, so yeah, we can get it. Uh, like there was understandably some discussion later about like, Oh, so the 11th doctor is really the 12th. 12th is really 13. Okay. Um, <laughs> but on and on I go, uh, like that part, blah, blah, blah. You, you can discuss that at a, to me, it doesn't impact it too much. This was the, like, this carried the story forward and answered a lot of questions in a logical and sense-making way. It didn't add in any plot holes, and they did it in a way where fans were surprised, fans were in, and holy crap, like, we loved it. It so I remember suddenly, and I like I was I would have been in if they did it. There was suddenly fan positions like fifteen thousand signatures, twenty thousand, twenty five thousand, being like, "Yo, give us a spinoff, give us the Eighth Doctor." Suddenly, everybody's like, "No, Paul's due, son. Like he was so good, we want him." And this is when people were still like, "No, nah, we like keep giving us." Give us the rest of Matt. Give us give us Capaldi, because we know he's coming in. But also, give us the side of Paul. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen, and it kind of makes sense. And they're like, look, it, if you do, if you dilute the brand too much, if there's two doctors at the time, that's going to be tricky. I, I would have loved it, but I kind of get it. I kind of get it. I think now in a post-Marvel world, they could see how they could balance it. But this was, this was 2013, MCU in the early stages and BBC as much as it did have a, a nice budget boost as well from BBC America it did not have like though that huge banking uh to do something like that um night of the doctor is uh, like people at the time were also like this is one of the best tele like episodes of television you'll catch this year i agree it is like, it is a phenomenal, tight, tidy little story. If you're not that familiar with uh, with the Eighth Doctor or the behind-the-scenes stuff, it still tells a nice, tight, tidy story that just sets you up for, if you're a casual viewer and you caught name of the Doctor, uh, 
before the day of the doctor. It answers that question. Uh, it's this nice, tidy little setup. Uh, if you're not even that huge into Doctor Who, it still does a nice bit of being intriguing, showcasing solid acting, um, and it's got enough there to make you interested. Um, Night of the Doctor is, to me, an achievement. Uh, it is what fan service should be modeled after. I'm always going to enjoy, well, not always. For the most part, I'll enjoy fan service uh, like 80% of the time. If it's done just to be there and it's like, oh, hey, let me distract you with this. And the, oh, is it this cool? Where it's like, yeah, but this, it doesn't make any sense. It, have, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's detracting. It's taking me out of the moment. I should be enjoying this, but I'm questioning why it's here. What this person's going to do because their powers don't work in this situation. They're, they're now in more jeopardy. <laughs> you get what I mean? Uh, Night of the Doctor not only is utter fan service, it makes sense within the story. And that's what fan service should do. Uh, so I just wanted to do this short episode. Uh, like I said, there's going to be a couple links in the description. The first will be uh, to the Night of the Doctor itself. It, uh, the episode is tight eight minutes. It's on YouTube. It's excellent. If you're a Who fan, I think you'll really, really appreciate it. If you're not a Who fan, I think you'll, uh, I still think there's enough to dig there. Uh, I know Who fans are called Whovians, but I've also said Hooniverse, and I don't want to be too. <laughs> um, and then, of course, I'm also going to link to the excellent, uh, the excellent series of, uh, like, fan, uh, I'll say fan retrospectives that are on YouTube. I'm going to look up the name of it because I want to shout out the person in particular just because it is, it, it's fantastic. Like, I want this dude to do retrospectives for Borderline everything. Uh, so give me one quick sec. I just got to look up his name. Uh, Dr. Who... There we go, Doctor Who retrospective. Uh, so it's from uh, Clever Dick Films. Um, he has currently gone up through uh, the Matt Smith era. So his last episode was um, about the Eleventh Doctor, um, but he's done. He's done from the time the show was created through. Utterly fantastic. I cannot recommend them enough. Um, all that being said, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I hope you're enjoying uh, your holiday season. I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas. Um, just so y'all know, um, we will be taking a break for Christmas. Also, when we come back in the new year, uh, you'll still be able to find us uh, on all, all our socials, but the One Cross Radio podcast website won't be uh, won't be active anymore. Um, it's just as prices are inflating, um, I just I frankly can't af afford it anymore. It just doesn't make the the fiscal sense to to do it. Um, not like I'm. That's not a plea. That's not a or anything like that. Like, I'm thankful for any support everybody's given. But the cost of running the website has gone up and it just doesn't get the engagements. And I and frankly, I don't use it enough or do more enough on there. I'm doing more on other platforms that just doesn't make any sense to keep hosting the the 
the website. So the website will be going away. It might eventually come back, but I'm just moving that away. Um, yeah, just wanted to give you that guy's update. Uh, there'll now be a link tree with link to everything, including the radio, uh, radio arcade podcast as well. Um, I hope you all have the best possible day fantastic Christmas season. I appreciate your, uh, your thoughts, your love, your encouragement, your prayers. I appreciate the reaching out. Um, I also happily want to let y'all know I did announce it on, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, but heck a bunch of y'all only hear us through the podcast. Uh, the last episode was sharing from the live stream, uh, where we were fundraising, um, for to write love on her arms for uh as a memorial for jason david frank uh as of this past uh as of sorry let me look it up um just to get the date right uh as of thursday december the 8th we officially passed our goal of eight hundred dollars so to everybody who donated thank you so much um, any time of year, I appreciate donations, but almost especially at this year, because th at this time of year, because at this time of year, prices are going up. Everybody's worried. Everybody's trying to do gift giving. And then as well, everybody is at the same time asking for donations. Uh, so to, uh, and donation fatigue, care fatigue is a thing. So to everybody who was able to donate and shared and prayed, uh, just thank you. Thank you so much. All that being said, I hope you all have a wonderful uh, Christmas, the happiest of holidays, an amazing new year. And we will be back in early 2023. Hope you have a great day and God bless my friends. Take care. Peace.